just on the topic of stage fright and and just making uh, and performance anxiety and stuff. Uh, um, how about actors with you? Like, have actors come up to you and uh, spoken to you about it? And how have you dealt with that? Jokers, <laughs> how you going, Neil? Good, 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 good. Welcome, welcome to this week's oh, sorry, podcast. How are you going, James? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. No, that's fine. We're just going to assume that I'm good. Yeah, you're always good. Um, you dress well today. Though. Oh, thank you very much, man. Uh, same to you, actually. When you had that jacket on, it was really nice. Um, you should have kept it on. And I like the headband. The headband. Christmas spirit. Yep. Christmas spirit. Um, yeah. Uh, I look like a tennis player, though. Huh? I look like a tennis player. Like, uh, what's his name? The guy. Just throw the racket around. What's his name? Rafael oh. Nadal. Nah, way back. I don't know. The I don't original, know tennis. The OG. Uh, um. <laughs> anyway, what is his name? Ronaldo. <laughs> no. Not even Mike or Jordan. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Roger Federer. No. No. Go back. Go back. You got. You got. Leighton Hewitt. No, no. There he is. Nadal. John McEnroe. John McEnroe. John oh. McEnroe. Mm. Uh, this guy here, McEnroe, yeah, amazing player. Well, I mean, yeah, um, no, 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 no. I mean, like we'd, when we were talking about um, performance, you know, um, as a segue, I mean, tennis is a lot about performance and p- about the performance mindset. Mm. Uh, I remember my um, my coach for rugby in high school also did um, tennis, and he was talking about how you could. Um, Practice a million times by yourself on the net, but when it comes down to actually in a stadium versus people, psychologically, it's so much different. Um, and I guess I wonder about you. I mean, do you get or have you had to deal with stage fright? Oh, yeah, every single time. Yeah, yeah, every single time. But um, you, like, you try to. I guess. Um, I guess. Th- sorry to tell my experience i would say let's go back to like when i first started like i think uh before i came on i was incredibly nervous incredibly nervous right and luckily i played um like i played sports and stuff you know it's it's all about uh, performing on the day it doesn't matter how much train like you were saying before um you just fall back onto your basics like good so I, I just fall back onto my lines as as my lines right just about mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know and just play the action but it's odd as soon as as soon as the lights come on um you just start it's a weird phenomenon like even if you think you have forgotten your lines sometimes it's i guess i don't know if uh, it's a scary line a scary sort of bit between Forgetting lines and remembering lines. I guess you want to. It's odd to say you you need to forget your lines, so you can remember them or uh, search for them when you're actually acting on on stage. So yeah. that that's what I would fall back on. Wow, I mean that that sounds pretty 
<laughs> risky. Like, yeah, risky. Like to somebody, if you've got stage, <laughs> stage fright, fright right? to tell them you need to forget your lines. Your lines. To a certain extent, yeah. I completely agree yeah. with you. But what completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But what, what I'm saying is that the, as soon as the lights come on, it's on. Like yeah. you, you just go. Somehow it just, it just happens. And I think it's, I think that's with everything you, we do uh, in, in life, whether it be assignments, like back at uni or college or high school, whatever, or essays and everything. And anything last minute, I feel like we do it much better because we have that adrenaline adrenaline yeah, yeah it yeah. saves you right yeah yeah and people yeah. like oh you know i don't know if um if a teacher's ever told you oh um use your nerves use your nerves mm. use the energy like mm. what the what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah we laugh at that right now <laughs> i mean for me for me it's absolutely it's about getting it in your body yeah that's that for me is what it is and abs- absolutely lines i mean like i know um anthony hopkins He's he like he wants to know his lines so well he could write them backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, to really be embedded. But then at the same time to be able to relax and forget them mm. and let them come to you. I think right. a lot of people I struggle I, I see struggle when they're trying to remember something mm. because they haven't quite got it in their body yet. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that phenomenon is, I, I, I absolutely, I agree with that and I, I resonate with that a lot. Can I ask a, a question like, on that topic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you? Because I, I directed a play, and I, and I had a, a teacher who's uh, who's helping me out, or and um, I said to myself, if an actor could couldn't rem- remember the lines or couldn't get there, it would be my fault because I hadn't allowed them the environment to get there, uh, allowed enough exercises or whatever to get there to learn their lines for even blocking or where it be uh, like even some uh, like a um, theater game sort of mm-hmm. thing and like uh, for example um, your a simple example um, you have a conflict with your brother for example right mm-hmm. and uh, you get both uh, the two boys brother and other brother hold a, um, a rope mm-hmm. on either ends mm-hmm. And pull and say their lines mm, while they're mm. like that would help them get it into their body. Mm, mm. You wouldn't wish, yeah, yeah. you want to hope, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I thought, said to myself, um, as a director, I think it's my responsibility to make sure that um, they have that opportunity and that environment to l- make sure they get that into the bodies. And do you feel that same way, or do you feel like uh, that's too much? Um, no, there's a, there's absolutely a time for helping people out remember specific lines, especially in when there's a quick turnaround. Mm. Um, so we had a sketch uh, that we performed at a um, stand-up venue. Oh, you you came? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> um, but we had, a, we had a line, we had some lines that were, because um, uh, the sketch is a bit circular, it kind of goes around itself a little bit. So we needed to clarify some lines. And what we found very helpful was... Um, uh, adding a physicality or adding a picture to them. Right. So, for example, there was a line, um, I don't want to let you down, sir. I feel like my whole career has been building to this point. And then the next line is, I think I'll fit right in. And, of course, I don't want to let you down and I'll fit right in are, are kind of similar. They're kind of both kind of placating. They're both kind of trying to ensure that you'll be part of the team. Yeah. So that's why they got confused a bit. So the way that we pictured it, was we, we kind of imagined it as, I won't let you down, sir, so a downward trend. Right. My whole career has been building up to this point. So the idea that we kind of create this um, divot 
and then I believe I'll fit right in mm. and you fit into the divot. Mm. And so he, he, he told me afterwards, you know, oh, that was actually really helpful if thinking it that way mm-hmm. and kind of picturing it in your mind. And a lot of times I do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even, sometimes it's something as rudimentary uh, and non-emotional as um, I say this first because it starts with the letter B and then I say this later because it starts with the letter D and it alphabetically it follows afterwards. I've literally used that more than once. Yeah, right. You know, sometimes it has to be a really mechanical um, memory to do that. But talking about directing, um, for me as a director, I expect my actors to be r- pretty much off book by the time we start rehearsals. Mm. You know, I, I don't have time to um, work with people as they're still learning the text and then... Um, uh, so many of the choices and things that you're doing half the time that they're lost because you're memorizing, you're trying to remember the text. Yeah. And, and some people would say that's a problem because then you're making choices before you've even encountered other people. Mm. I think that's a great thing, actually. I think yeah. actors coming to the table with choices they've already made is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing how they act off other people is really good. Um, and then uh, in terms of... Um, yeah, because c- the lines, I feel, is an actor's homework. Mm-hmm. It's at that and research mm-hmm. is something that I feel actors need to be preparing outside of the rehearsal room. Mm-hmm. The rehearsal room is when you've done all that preparation and you're coming and you're mm-hmm. playing it off other people. So, so if you t- if you hand someone a script, uh, your actors a script, um, uh, how long do you give them before the first um, day of rehearsal? From handing because like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need to give them time, obviously. Yeah, because also I, I, when you when you said that, I'm like, but what if? Because uh, a lot of plays, especially the original written plays, are always still in the editing phase. Sometimes. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. So there's absolutely a kind of um, thing about editing, but I would say that you can only make the best editing choices when you see it up and running um, as it's supposed to be, rather than like people without using the script as reference and actually looking at each other and saying your lines and really trying to land them. I think that's the point that as a writer, I would love to have that Mm. and see actors. A a, a table read is great, but to Mm. a certain extent it it lacks that connection between actors that can really make it fly Mm. that you could actually see it functioning properly. Um, In terms of time I'd give people, um, I don't know. I mean, I suppose... Um, I'd give, I mean, like, I don't know. That's a good question. It depends on their schedule and, and whatnot. Um, you know, if you dedicated, um, even just 30 minutes a day to it, you know, um, you would get through the whole play. I mean, like, obviously you wouldn't have every line of the play, right? Mm. So even then, if you did it 30 minutes a day, you, you uh, I imagine you could get pretty comfortable in two weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and obviously you can do more and you can meet up with other people and run lines through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I think two weeks would be sufficient. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, look, I, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to start um, preparing for a play, but it's, it's not until next year in January, but which is like a month away. <laughs> 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 I'm stuffed. <laughs> uh, but no it's fine like it's a really funny play and I'm looking forward to it but uh, because I, I battle a little bit of dyslexia as well yeah yeah so yeah. that's why I was asking the questions like how because the play that I'm doing at the moment it it's had like 
like 20 edits. Like it's has multiple more edits. And I actually, I emailed the uh, the writer. I uh, sort of messaged the writer today and said, "Hey, um, uh, we're gonna have another read through during the week. Uh, you guys can do any more edits." And he's like, "Like, don't worry about it. your lines are set. You can go for it." I'm like, "Oh, finally, good. So now I'm gonna start getting it into my body, hopefully soon. And we're gonna do a run through. I guess not the read through, rather, on this week. So I would. I I know that I don't have that privilege all the time." So I'm trying to find techniques to, uh, like, be able to be ready as soon as I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. and as I, I was also asking you, what's a sufficient amount of time between getting a script and getting to the rehearsal? Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. I mean, like, um, that, like, I, I would say it's per- personally, I probably wouldn't. I would try and put the script if it's going to go through that many edits. I think it really, it really deserves to be workshopped properly. Mm. Um, having said that, that's a very big luxury. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, in Australia, especially in Sydney, mm. people uh, plays aren't afforded that luxury of being able to be really well workshopped. E- even actually, even in the TV area, a lot of people complain about how poorly our, our TV shows are written. It's because we don't um, develop a writer's room and let writers write. Mm-hmm. You know, we demand these episodes so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with, with theatre as well, is with, there's not enough funding to really let people develop a work. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that we don't even, I didn't even realise wasn't, was different from the culture elsewhere, was that we don't remount new work very quick, very often, or very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, in America and in England, at least, they will have a new play come out and then they'll remount it a couple of years later or even less quite quickly um, so that it goes through multiple cycles of development. Right, yeah. You know? Um, often, very often, I, I rarely see new work here in Sydney being put on more than once. Um, it just gets put on and then taken away. Or um, or it'll be a longer season of that, like say Prima Facie, it'll be a longer season of that one show but not a different version of it to really stretch it, to really mm. see how it works. Mm. Um, to really make it a, a really solid, great play that'll be done to done to death, like David Williamson and all that uh, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I like David Williamson. <laughs> I like him. I like him. So that's me. Um, but yeah, look, uh, just on topic of stage fright and and just making uh, and performance anxiety and stuff. Uh, um, how about actors with you? Like, have actors come up to you and uh, spoken to you about it? And how have you dealt with that? I've yeah do they, do they do that yeah 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 I've I've had conversations with people um, uh, regarding stage fright um, and uh, I've had one <laughs> I've had one right before a show the actor almost begging me to let them have a drink of alcohol to loosen up oh really yeah and I was like I forbid them because it was. Um, it was a matter of insurance yeah. because you'd void your insurance, but also it's a very bad habit to get into um, to kind of need to loosen up. Um, and I think for me, the, the key, um, the, the phrase that I, I would use, not even just in stage fright, but honestly every day mm-hmm. is um, courage is not the absence of fear. It is mm-hmm. the overcoming of it. Overcoming it, it is the acting, even while it's happening, um, to be um, really uh, 
annoying and over the top about it in French, um, you don't say, <laughs> you don't say, I am afraid. You say, I have fear. J'ai peur. So it makes you, to me, it, I, I, I like French for a number of reasons. I mean, like also the other idea is that they kind of, their, their I love you and love is very different because I love you is a feeling, but to love someone I feel is an action. Mm. So you got j'adore et je t'aime. Je t'aime is like, I love you, but adore is like the, the actual word for love. Mm. You know, it's different. In, in English, we have love and love. So mm. often we mix the emotion with the actual action. Oh, I love you. I love you a lot. It's like, no, you don't do anything. That's really know? weird. Like many, many languages have different uh, words uh, for love. Mm -hmm. um, I think Greek has like seven words for love, yeah. you know? There's like sexual love. There's like sacrificial love. Mm. There's like a bond love. Depths of love. Depths of like, uh, like in Urdu or in, in, in Hindi, that I uh, I know that there are many uh, words and there's depth of different types of love and type of crazy love and, mm. and different words for it. You know, mm. or even in French, you don't say um, "I miss you." You say "You were missed by me." To me monk. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it slightly different. But j'ai peur, I have fear. It, uh, for me, it's like it makes, it, it makes fear an actual object, and I have it. Mm. You know, instead of I'm afraid, it's like a, it's like a personal statement. It's like I have fear, mm. and it's what I'm going to do with it that's important, you know? And I can't get rid of it. I can't just make it disappear. Mm. But acting with fear is something that you have to do. Mm. Um, other, yeah, yeah. So just a question for you both. When you get a script or whatever, What what's your steps to remembering your lines? Is there any like constant things that you do, superstitious or anything that you guys do over and over again to remember it? Um, uh, okay. Any tricks or anything like that? Well, I just learned a new one for one of your actors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy? No. Alice, Alice. Alice, Alice. Yeah, she was wonderful. Like... Um, and she, her and I have the same sort of issues, and uh, and she gave me some uh, great ideas. But um, when I did a course with um, Barbara Hastings, mm. uh, she helped me realize that I, I I learn so much better with uh, like audio. So mm. I was so now what I do now is I record it, <laughs> record all my lines, and I just have it played over and over. And sometimes what I do. I'd record it. This is what I'm going to do now. Record it, play it in my lines, and I'll say, I'll pause, and I'll say the lines straight after the, I said it on, on my recording thing, or while I'm holding, like I'll, if I'm holding on to, say, for for example, I got a bottle here, um, I'll hold on to a bottle, say my lines, put that down, walk away, pick up something else, say, pick it up, say my lines. And, and while it's saying and recorded, so I'm doing an action while I'm saying my lines. Oh, and that yeah, it helps right. me just just put, it helps me um, get into my body a little bit. Mm, mm, um, yeah, that that's that's the technique that I'm, I've I tried out like a few weeks ago and, and, and really helped. I couldn't believe it. I'm like wow, wow. Um, and that's what I that's what I'm doing now. You know, so and also um, highlighting in blue and stuff, and then. And then, of, of course, going through every single word, what does it mean? And, um, and you know, um, it's called um, uh, where, where I'm going to emphasize certain words, where I'm not going to emphasize certain words. Of, of course, that's going to change depending on the actions I take. 
Mm. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for me, I just sacrifice a goat. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> you're asking if it's superstitious. But, um, nothing superstitious about it. It's purely practical. Um, I have goat blood now. Um, but um, no, no, no. For me, it's, it's actually not a, it's not a memorization technique, but I found it really helpful for memorization for me uh, was the Kevin Jackson technique. Oh, was, so, sorry. I wanted to say that as well. Yeah, That's yeah, what I yeah. Use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Jackson took yeah, me. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's you won't find it there. You won't, you won't find it. Um, yeah, you talk about Kevin Jackson. You, you taught <laughs> Kate Blanchett, Richard Roxburgh, and Neil um, Baz Luhrmann. Uh, um, yeah, uh, but basically, um, it's it's slowing down all of your dialogue to the slowest level so that you fully concentrate on all of the word, every word and punctuation. So you don't really think of the whole sentence. You do it word by word, punctuation by punctuation. And he actually has a different, so if, if say each word was one beat, mm-hmm. then a full stop is also one beat, beat, but a comma is half a beat, mm-hmm. you know, or actually no, more accurately a dash is half, it, it, I'm doing it wrong, but basically a dash is like half I a beat. I should have brought it with me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Should, I but have it's in my book. For me, it's really helpful because it just it you allow you're allowed to do so much detail. Um, it's monotonous, but it, it's very monotonous because it's like it's like it's literally like this. This is like speed ten, and you eventually you speed it up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like to be or not to be colon. That is the question. Full stop. Whether tis nobler, and then you just go through that yeah. at that, literally at that speed, allowing one allowing one beat for per word, yeah. and it, and each punctuation has a different uh, rhythm, has a different speed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. say like a dash, you actually kind of accelerate. You know, so if it was to be or not to be dash, that is the question to be to be or not to be. That is the question and then eventually Ooh. you speed it up did and you, it, it, did, you, did yeah. you just him saying that did you feel the difference certain, massive difference like did you feel like your heart just changed a little like, <laughs> it was a little, <laughs> little, that little jump that little upbeat, <laughs> that little upbeat. Oh, right, when you do the dash it's, it's like it's like um, when you're playing Mario Kart and you hit the, the speed boost you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where the dash is you know that's what I tell everybody you know so you do you need to really like go through it you know yeah. Oh, but um, yeah go ahead yeah yeah but and each punctuation basically has different things but, but it, it really makes you think about each word individually and when I when I speed it back up and I'm trying to remember it to be or not to be that as a question. And then I, I, can, I know when a single word is misplaced or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something as simple as, you know, um, you, you know, synonyms, especially, you know, if it's mm. big, grand, tall, or huge, and you're just trying to figure out which one, mm-hmm. but you, you know quite specifically which one it is by doing that, taking that time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I love, I'll, uh, yeah. So Kevin Jackson, when he, like I don't want to give it away. Um, of course, you guys have to go and get taught by him. It would be fantastic. He's a great, great teacher. I learned a lot from him, Kevin mm. Jackson. Same. Um, and he's and that's the type of teacher. That's the type of teacher you want who's on top of your game. He loves, he loves the art so much that he's so tough on you, not just the sake of being tough on you. Because there's a lot of teachers out there who go, "Oh, I'm a theater actor, so I'm going to be tough." And like, mm. no, but. You don't have the uh, street cred, <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, like, and he, like, for example, when he did that, 
if I remember, I did uh, this speech from uh, King King Lear, and uh, so the monologue, mm. and he asked me to like slow it. Like I, I thought I was going really slow, and this is when I first started in the course with him, and he made me slow it down so much, and you could hear every single like letter coming out of my mouth. Wow. Yeah. Well, first because I wasn't using my consonants, and two, it helped. Uh, me to know those exact words, mm. you know, yeah, um, and like blow wind and crack your cheeks, rage. Like he would make me, um, understand. Like he make me. What does rage look like to you? I want to hear rage in your voice when he said rage, mm. but I don't want you to say rage. But it is. It's like if you can see the rage in your in your mind, you can say it. You don't have to go. Right, like you don't have to yeah, yell it out. Yeah, yeah. People think you gotta yell it out, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But people can feel it if you just say it lightly, but with the right intent, whatever it is you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that, that's yeah. Kevin just is great. Is he like the main go-to? I've I don't know who he is or anything like that. Is he? He's the go-to guy to for all these techniques. Uh, yeah. not all the techniques, no. but I mean, like, but he was he was what made NIDA the National Institute for Dramatic Arts, what it was. Yes. What it was. Right. And, and when he left, they really um, have, have ye- I feel, have yet to find a, a suitable replacement for, for mm. his teaching. Yeah. Well, you know, th- 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 that's the thing with anywhere. And, you know, it's, it's hard to find a great coach, you know, in sporting or whatever. And uh, there's only a few coaches come around and, uh, and they have the love for it and, and they don't have a chip on the shoulder, you know, and uh, they teach it really well with everything they have and that's the love they give, you know. Um, and that's what I felt with Kevin Jackson. I remember the first time when I met Kevin Jackson. So when I first met Kevin Jackson, he came in to did a guest um, directing thing and I was doing a scene um, from Neighbourhood Watch and um, with my partner. And uh, after we were done, he did some workshopping, whatever, and... Then I sat down and then he stood up and you know started talking and said, if you guys, uh, everyone stand up. So everyone stood up. And then he started naming all these plays and movies. And then he said, if you guys haven't seen these, if any of you have seen these, keep standing. If, any of you, if you haven't seen these, sit down. So me and my, my ex-girlfriend at the time, we both sat down. We were the only ethnics in the room. <laughs> like, like we both sat down. And like, and I got really fearful. Who the fuck is this guy? And who the, in my head, like, you know, who, who do you think you are? And this that the other, you know. And, and then um, I thought he was gonna forget me, right? Then three, four months later, I saw him at a at a play, and he came and spoke to me. He goes. So what have you seen so far? I'm like, dude, you remember my name? <laughs> like, you remember me? Like, this is amazing. Like, this is great. And he was, he was at a, a small amateur production of a play. And then I realized this guy really loves it. You know? And then um, he came back to do more guest speaking. And, and I realized, dude, this is this guy. Um, he's, he's the real thing. Mm. Like, you really want to learn from someone like that. Yeah, know? absolutely. And uh, I have so much respect for this guy. And uh, yeah, I want to go back and do another course with him. Mm, me too. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. He's doing better now. So it's great. Great. Yeah, great. He's doing much better now. Um, but yeah, that's one of the uh, good techniques to learn in, in Sydney, I guess, is with Kevin Jackson. And 
What, what other techniques would you do go towards? Um, There's well, a mixture, right? Mixed bags. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, um, Hub Studio, I've been a huge fan of for the longest time, which is where one of the best ways you can get Kevin Jackson technique. Um, uh, I the next the next one I want to do really is uh, the Les Chantry um, uh, camera masterclass kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, I've heard he's just he's just really good. I like <laughs> the best. I haven't even done a um, I haven't even done a course with him, and I've already heard the best one of the best pieces of advice I've heard is that don't cater to um, 85% of all castings who don't want you cater to the 15% that lo- that will love you mm-hmm. for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely agree with that, is that you, y- you have to be who you um, are because the, you will find that people will resonate to that. Right. Um, and that's who your audience will be. So same with, um, it's the exact same thing with stand-up, mm-hmm. is that, of course, you'll learn and you'll grow when you do stand-up, but... Really, your style of comedy is particular to you. Yeah. And whenever we watch a Netflix special of a stand-up comedian, yeah. they're always it's always a full house and everybody's always laughing. But that's because that's mm. the audience that that person developed over years and years yep. Yep. of just finding rooms that that appealed to them, mm. um, and they got to make a, a career out of it. Yeah, it's like uh, when when I saw uh, when I saw the uh, interview with Dave Letterman and Dave Chappelle. And and Seinfeld. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Seinfeld and Dave Chappelle. It's two completely different comedians. Wait, was that the Ricky Gervais um, uh, thing? No, no, this is a... Uh, oh, just by themselves. Ca- coffee. Com- com- oh, ca- comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedians in cars getting coffee. So um, I saw both. I'm like, dude, they're both... Jerry, uh, sorry, Jerry Seinfeld never swears in his thing. Like, barely swears. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Dave, like Dave Chappelle, he's, he's like, you know, and completely separate comedians, but they have so much respect for each other, mm. right? Mm. So they can uh, relate and go, you're a technique. Um, it, was, it was just different. The same people, same cloth, but we do it differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you're and, right, that 50%. And you wouldn't really see you wouldn't really see the audience that go to Dave Chappelle's go to Jerry Seinfeld yeah. necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think... I think Will Smith, I feel like he did it sort of almost the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think he found a good mid- middle ground between uh, that sort of uh, two different societies. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, for example, um, that show, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yep. Man, everyone, like black and whites laugh. For se- uh, they'll both laugh together but for separate things. Yeah. They still laugh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess you have to work towards that fifteen percent that uh, who are going to make a f- film with you or yeah, yeah, who are gonna well not even just like you but love who you are specifically for who you are, mm. you know, and it's those people that you need to be aiming for, not the eighty five percent who don't care, mm. you know. Like there's no reason for us to try and cater to people who want to see, uh, I don't know, a cooking show like we're not just going to add food and cooking and Mm. we're not going to start pandering and start like maybe rating burgers or you know something simple and and 
and eat lazy like that um, to try and get views in. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention oh, Diego has oh. his burger show. Oh. How embarrassing! Oh. How embarrassing for me to mention that. Hold on, hold on, I got it. I got it. Oh, jeez, yeah. There you go. Hey. Yay! This, this is his day job, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we can't tell him to leave it. Was it? Um, <laughs> Um, we, we got the sound desk over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're here all day, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, like we're gonna, we have to be who we are. Yeah, and yes, we're we've only got whatever two people listening at the moment, but those two people want to listen to us. Yeah, they really do. And I'd rather have two people who want to listen to us than ninety eight who were just like, uh, mm. whatever, I'll just download it, but I'm not gonna listen to it. Whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. that's that's way better to me. Yeah, I'd rather work with those two people because I think they want to. Be uh, real creatives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> they really want to work with each other and everyone else. You know? I, I, oh, actually, to, to, just to steal your the term you just use, real creatives, um, I, I saw recently somebody posted about um, imposter syndrome. Okay. Have you seen that or no. anything you've heard about that? No. Imposter syndrome is like where you feel like you're an imposter in what you do, especially in areas of your own expertise, in fact. And you feel like you're gonna get caught out by somebody and revealed that you actually don't know what you're doing. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so. Can you go back to that? I was running that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so people are saying that um, as creatives, we tend to feel imposter syndrome much more frequently um, because, well, of auditions, we're constantly being asked to prove ourselves and then being told, no, we're not going to be part of that project. Right. Um, and then having, there's no real qualifications. Like aside from say a degree, you can't really say, oh, you're, 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 you know, you've got a cert four in um, a French accent, you know, so you can do that. Or you've got a cert four in crying from one eye, mm -hmm. you know? So, a lot of people feel, and uh, because it's so uh, necessarily emotional as well, mm -hmm. and we have off days and we have on days, mm -hmm. you know, in theory, a plumber should just plumb without needing inspiration. But yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not plumbers. <coughs> that's a good point. Um, and that's why I've been trying to get people on who are like that, mm. uh, who do it because they're just, they're not doing it for a particular reason, like, just do it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, uh, that's that's the point of uh, being the creative industry or being cre a, a creative. You just want to do it, man. Not to specifically, I guess, make huge sums of money, but which is good. It's good to have money, or uh, whatever. Uh, but it's good to also share um, ourselves with other people. And um, just on that topic, I'm I'm getting this fantastic guitarist on, mm, and. Mm. Uh, I would chat with him, and he's. Uh, when I, I've seen him play all over Sydney, and um, and he just he's a really good guitarist, but he's sort of like underneath the cracks, and you can just see that you know he's doing because he really loves doing it. Man. Yeah, and I guess when you do it, nobody can really deny when you do something, right? Mm. So it's kind of that alleviates the imposter syndrome mm. fear, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, have do you feel imposter syndrome or have you felt that in the past or have you been in a situation where you feel like oh my gosh they're going to find out I'm not really 
that good or, or whatever, you know? Yeah, all through theater school. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> all through, I'm, well, all, 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 I, I, felt, I felt through theater school completely out of place uh, so, and completely uh, uh, that, you know, I sh- as if I'm, I, I shouldn't be there. Like, that's the feeling I got from people because... Wow. Like, well... Just that sucks, man. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> so it's uh, I was hoping um, it would be an easy experience, but uh, to me, it wasn't because the way I looked and the way I spoke, and it wasn't the uh, the broad Australian accent, and I didn't look like the rest of the the kiddies there, and and um, so it was, it was that 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 made me feel like I was you know, a bit out of. Of course, I was older as well. But you, but you, you went right through it. You kept on going. Yeah, I kept on going, but because I, I had great, I, I had um, nice friends outside of uh, the theater school I went to, and um, and they said, um, "Dude, don't worry about it. Just uh, it's about your own experience." And I actually learned l- more about performing in theater outside of performing arts in theater school. Sure. Oddly. Wow. I went there and spent 50 grand, which I haven't paid off. <laughs> Don't do that to yourselves. Be very, very uh, uh, intelligent in which institution you go to to um, learn the art of our acting or performing um, because you don't want to be treated that way. So I, I had a good friend of mine, and I want to get him on the show as well. It's fantastic. We used to, he's taught me so much about how I should create a uh, character and whatnot. And he taught me about that, uh, just go tell a story, just go and tell a story. It's about you just telling the story. So don't be afraid about that. doesn't matter how you do it. Like he's, he said to me, dude, come. He, he rang me up on a Sunday and he goes, I'm going to the, the pub. Uh, cool, no worries. <laughs> I'll just go for a pub for a beer. And uh, we ended up going to this Irish bar and everyone was just singing just for the sake of singing. And, and think about the Irish, that when you go to the pub, if you sing like shit, they'll like they will praise it. <laughs> they'll praise it. Like if, if you're a shit singer, they'll sing along with you. It's just a weird atmosphere. And he goes, Neil, just get up and do something. Like, of course I so I did something. I did a, like a poetry or whatever and and they're like, Oh, great and it's like cheering and stuff and it was great. It's a great experience. And then I realized, man, you just go up there and just tell a story and fail and it's okay and whatever, you know. Mm. And and that's how I learned. That's how mm. we learn. Mm, you know? mm, mm. Um, so that kept me going through theater school. I said, you know what? Just let's get through it. Get my degree, you know, which is so horrible. Then is I just get my degree. <laughs> just, just get it. Because um, my, my girlfriend at the moment, she kept, um, she keeps telling me that, uh, that you know, you don't call yourself an actor. For a long time, I didn't call myself an actor. I refused to put a, a label on myself. Say, you know, I'm an actor. Because I don't think I am until I've, really um done something you know right um it's like uh um it's like the interview like the interview joe rogan and and teddy atlas and teddy atlas said that that you don't really something until you face an actual conflict and uh you're not really a doctor so you're not really a lawyer until you have really um had that and what do you believe that is for you because you've done a lot you've done I haven't done that much, but I've done enough. Yeah, yeah but yeah. what do you, what to you? What what is that? When when do you feel you call yourself an actor? I feel like when I've I've told a 
a very strong story. Like I'm waiting for that story to tell, which is like which hasn't been told, and mm. and I feel like if I've told it correctly and honestly, then I'll be like you know what that stamps me as an actor, you know, mm. puts me down as an as an actor. I feel at least. But then again, I also have that thing in my head like once you have labeled yourself something, you've satisfied that ego inside of you. Sorry, whatever it is, you've satisfied that. And you, you you don't do anything else. Right? Mm. I don't want to do that. I want to keep going. Mm. You know, so uh, like it's like there's people who, for example, they want to exercise. Yeah, I'll exercise tomorrow. It's yeah, it's easy. I've done it. It's easy, but they never do it for like weeks, mm. right? Yeah. So don't say you've done something until you've actually started doing it. I feel. Yeah. So in a way, you're almost saying that you're interested in having imposter syndrome. For a long time, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a way to cope with it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like fear. You have to. You can't overcome it. You live with it. Yeah. That's actually a great way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah, yeah. <laughs> percent. Well, anyway, uh, that's um, that's us. It is. Uh, um, I just before we go, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Madamon. Great. Just, uh, just hooked up a um, a great gig. Uh, I just sent you over the. Uh, um. A friend of mine whose name his name is Nafiz, and uh, he just got a feature role. The movie's called The Public Eye. It well, he just sent me the message actually. He says um, it highlights how social media and and media in general puts out negative shit and bullies and trolls and get away with so much of the slander. Um, that's his exact words. But yeah, I want to give a shout out to him. Um, I did some work with him on a TV show a few months ago and I wish him well. Chukas for that. Chukas. And um, we'll put some stuff on, uh, put his uh, link up and please support him and uh, hopefully he'll do well. Great. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, thanks, Diego, once again for having us in the studio. No problemo. And James, thank you for uh, today. And, thank uh, you, Neil. Looking for the next one. Yes. Chuggers, everybody. Chuggers, everyone. Chuggers.